Welcome everybody to CADCast number 17. I'm ready to get my gaming on now. I'm your host Cheapy D here in Tokyo, Japan, and I'm joined by Wombat in New York City. Who? You re- Wombat? Wombat, 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 Wombat? Never heard of him. No. Well, you're a famous, I think. Cool. Cool. Well, welcome to another exciting edition of CADCast, the best fake gaming radio show out there. With Ever. a guy in New York and Japan. Ever in the history of shows with a guy in New York and Japan. Right. That's a fake radio show. It's a fake radio show about nothing. I mean video games. Yes. It's not actually broadcast. Anyway, we have a we have a good show for you. Uh, not a great show? Not a great show. It's it's good. I, don't, I didn't want to get expectations you know, too high, really. Um, so I figured I would just level with you. It's really just a good show. But you know what? It's a very good show. There you go. But not great. Okay. So uh, I think we should just jump right into this week's new releases. Okay, let's go. Jump right in. Let's do it. Jump in. First up, we have Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition for the PlayStation 2, which is a uh, $20 title. And, of course, this is a re-release of sorts of Devil May Cry 3. Now, have you ever played Devil May Cry 3, Wombat? No, I, I have played Devil May Cry 1. But yes, I, have I not finished pl- that one. I have not played Devil May Cry 3. And this is enticing, I must say. It's kind of, it's like hauling to me, a little siren song of Devil May Definitely. Cry 3. It's sort of a kick in the nuts if you uh, pick this one up at $50. But uh, for those of us who haven't, <laughs> yeah, this is much. a nice, a nice uh, bonus. It's only 20 bucks, first of all. Not bad. And uh, it received a 9 out of 10 from IGN. They really liked, one of the knocks against Devil May Cry 3 was that it was very difficult. Like way way too difficult for the uh, you know like Ninja Gaiden difficult. Gotcha. Um, but apparently they've they've toned down the difficulty a bit. Uh, they've made you know they, the normal setting is now uh, the previous uh, easy setting, and they've uh, changed the way that you save the game now. So now there are there are save points, uh, and and which is different than the way it was before. Um, which you don't know so that how that is because you never played it the first time. I never played Devil May Cry 3. I played Devil May Cry 2, but honestly, I couldn't get into it, so I, I only played like uh, like an hour of it, and I was, then I just gave up. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. No, but uh, IGN really liked this one, and uh, basically uh, they, they, closed the, they closed the review with this statement. The first version of Devil May Cry 3 was one of the best PS2 games of last year, and seeing it come out again with a bunch of extra features and a price of only 20 bucks is definitely hard to resist. That is, unless you've already played the hell out of the uh, the other version. Great upgrade <laughs> that this may be. What's so funny? You're, you're half-assed paraphrasing. Oh, I like to paraphrase, right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't... <laughs> Uh, great upgrade that this might be. It's hard to justify picking up it again unless you're a diehard fan of the series or someone who has never played it before. Happy gaming to those who qualify. So sounds like a winner. Hooray! Hooray! I like winning. Now, we had a winner, but it's time for a loser now. 
this is uh, Tor- Torino 2006 for PS2 and Xbox. Uh, now, this is uh, a Winter Olympics game. How they can make a bad game about losing, I just don't know. <laughs> well, they managed to do it. Uh, IGN uh, reviewed it, and they gave it a 4.4 out of 10, despite the fact that I wrote down 4.3 here. Um, so, yeah, it basically sucks, apparently. Uh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know this was an Olympic game until I read the review. Where is Torino, by the way? It's in Italy. It's in Italy. Okay, yes. I'm, glad, I was, I'm glad you knew that. Yes, I no I, I'm I'm aware. I've been deal, I've been dealing with them for the last two weeks. Oh, okay, I figured. Yeah, yeah I have that. I have that real job. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you would. You'd be in the know. Yeah, something like that. So this is another bad Olympic game. As it seems like the the industry is very good at pumping out bad Olympic games. <laughs> you know uh, what? The worst game I ever bought, probably, was a Winter Olympics for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I want to say uh, I don't even remember who made it. Part of me wants to say it was EA. Well, they had a whole series of of uh, like winter games. That wasn't EA, that was it. I don't. I can't remember. Someone I remember winter games yeah. for like the Commodore sixty four. No, it wasn't. Games. It wasn't Those like that. Great. I just remember it had cross country skiing and riflery. You mean uh, the the biathlon? The biathlon was in it, and you had to actually do the cross country skiing. The worst thing right. ever put in a game ever. Yeah, I bet. Well, this apparently is pretty sucky. Uh, IGN says, Torino 2006 is an essential failure in almost every way. At best, it's a collection of rather boring events. At worst, putting the Olympic symbol on the box is a mockery of the game's excellent now by yearly presentation. Unless you really, really love competition games, pass on Torino 2006. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, at least it's only twenty bucks. I guess that's the best we can say about it. And even that's not so hot when you can get Devil May Cry three for twenty bucks. Right. All right. What's next? Speaking of twenty twenty dollar games, there's another one coming out that I've never heard of before for the Xbox called World World War Two Road to Berlin. Now, have you heard anything about this game? I have not. No. Well, I tried to look up. I did a half-ass job looking up uh, some information about the yes, game. Yes, I see your information here. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, it's from a publisher, uh, Groove Games, and they have also published Pariah uh, and Playboy the Mansion. Uh, not to be – yeah, so <laughs> not exactly a uh, – Although Pariah is supposed to be okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and a bunch of other games that I've never heard of as well get published. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you on this one. There were no reviews at the time of the show. So chances are... Uh, it may be the suck. Yeah. It may be, it may be another sucky $20 game. About World War II. Which is new and unique. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, another World War II game just what we needed. All right. So moving on, we have a True Swing Golf for the Nintendo DS. Now this this game got a pretty nice review from IGN. It got an eight point an eight out of ten. Oh. And I actually played this in a store in Japan uh, like a month ago or so. Uh, the 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 take on this game uh, or the different the uh, differentiating factor on this game is that you use the stylus to control your swing. Cool. So, so you pull, you draw a line back for your backswing, and you draw one forward for the uh, for the follow through. And basically, you know, you have to draw a straight line, and you know, the faster you draw the line, the more powerful the shot, uh, as you can imagine. 
So it looks like it, it got. It looks like it's got some innovation there. Um, it's uh, like I said, it got an 8.10 from IGN, and their their closing comments were, "The game's look may be an initial turnoff, but you'll easily be able to see the gameplay shine through." TNE Soft has pulled off a really fun and challenging golf game with some great course designs and a fantastic intuitive touchscreen swing mechanic. The lack of any sort of license is a bummer, but the game design definitely holds its own without them. And True Swing's golf real claim to fame is that it offers up something unique for golf fans to appreciate. I don't know if so it, it really sounds pretty. It doesn't need a, a license. I don't know if the fact that Lee Carvalho's name isn't on it isn't going to keep me from buying this. Right, and that I can't buy Big Bertha. Exactly. Big Bertha driver or something. Yes. Um, one, one nice thing uh, is that it has uh, single cartridge multiplayer. Oh, that's always cool. I like that. Yeah, that's a pretty cool feature. That's, a, that's, that's really nice, I think. Yes. Um, and you can, you can send little messages to, your, to the people you're playing against, like uh, PictoChat. Cool. So you can be like, when a guy's swinging, you can be like, Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> miss, you <know>? miss, Noonan, <laughs> miss. Uh, so the, old, sound... the old Billy Baroo. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds pretty cool. Sounds like another uh, well-reviewed game for the DS. Hooray. Hooray. All right, I think it's time to move on to the uh, CatCast News Blast. News Blast. <laughs> Nice. We got to get some real sound effects. Like, Why? <laughs> we, we have those classy ones that you make from your body. Yeah, those are the best. <laughs> Mrs. Chibi really enjoys those as well. I by bet the way. she does. Oh yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a fan favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one of the big news items uh, over the last week was uh, some tough love uh, interview with Peter Moore uh, that was appeared on appeared in EGM and on OneUp.com. 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 Yeah, that yeah. that's uh was performed by Dan Shoe Sue. <laughs> Dan the Shoe Sue or Sue or whatever. Yeah, I wish I had a cool nickname. You do. Oh. Wombat. <laughs> it's Wombat. You're Wombat. <laughs> but that's my real name. Yeah, all right. Anyway, this was uh this made a lot of news uh headlines because it was a tough interview. He asked a lot of tough questions. Uh, he sort of set him up with some easy ones, and then uh, he, then he rolled into such questions as, uh, <laughs> he says, so, uh, we're seeing a lot of Xbox 360 glitches, overheating, and now you have a lawsuit on your hands over a defectively designed product, uh, and all kinds of fun things like that. Um, but Peter Moore handled himself pretty well, um, and hung in there, and he <laughs> one of the other good questions that he asked uh, was wouldn't you be pissed if you paid four hundred dollars for a new console and many of its games looked only marginally better than their current generation equivalents? <laughs> yeah, I, I, most of that interview was also in uh, EGM, right? I think so. I just, I just said that. Are you even listening? Yeah, no, no. I thought you you didn't say that. I did. Oh, because I read I it in EGM. Problems here. We need, we need a real radio show for Christ's sake. Can somebody please sponsor the show already so we can stop doing this thing over Skype? Yeah, please email cheapyd at cheapyd at cheapassgamer.com with your uh, monetary uh, offer. <laughs> Proposals, yeah. Because we work cheap. Ridiculous. We work cheap. Right, all we need is a real uh, medium here. <laughs> Just, you know, a, a supply of dry pasta. That's all we need. That's all we need. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so yeah, it was it was actually a really good interview. Big ups to uh, to One Up and EGM and and Dan Chu for yeah some good for a com- hard hitting interview. Good comments about backwards compatibility and you know yeah, go, go a- read it pretty much yeah. If you Google, I'll put a link up in the in the show companion. Yeah, you'll have it there. And we're going from one 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 up article to another one up article. Yeah, one up props uh, story to a one up uh, boo story. Mm-hmm. Uh, one up was just caught plagiarizing uh, a dead or alive four guide uh, that they had posted on their site. Um, <laughs> It turned out that they had gotten a lot of the information from DOA Central, which is a website that obviously focuses on uh, DOA. Um, and they basically were forced to uh, pull the guide, investigate the allegations of plagiarism, and then they wound up putting up a little, uh, you know, they didn't actually apologize, which I noticed, which... Uh, but they did say they did add a little credit to, uh, to DOA Central and the original creator of the guide. Um, but it was sort of like a half-assed uh, apology. It was uh, or not a, not apology, half-assed uh, addendum. They wrote it was an oversight not to make mention of this, likely because of the nature of the source. Various posts on a fan forum as opposed to a published piece elsewhere. But he should have. Yeah. Now. I don't know. That's sort of like a back backhanded, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, it's a little. It's, it's cre- credit there. I wouldn't call you that know, an oh, apology or even an admission of guilt. No, it's just like a backhanded credit. Uh, you know. Oh, so you, it's okay to take to take information off of posts on a on a message board if it, because it's because it doesn't uh, doesn't have uh, flash ads all over the place. You know, like cheap ass gamer on. does. No, like one up does. Oh, I was confused. You don't have flash ads on cheap ass game. We hardly have any ads. <laughs> anyway, I thought that that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. The not just the plagiarism part, but their whole the, their refusal to actually apologize and that little stab at message board communities. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not actually published. You know, I got news for you. You know, just one up dot com isn't really a publication either. It's an internet site, just okay, like okay. a message board. Take deep breaths. And now I will proceed to firebomb their office. <laughs> right, sorry. I get, I get a little worked up. Just a, just well, you know, it. if you remember, like a couple of weeks ago, One Up had a had an article about uh, integrity in the video game industry. Do you remember that? Yes. Written by Dan Shu, uh, and uh, he was basically saying how disappointed he was with his industry for being unprofessional and selling. Uh, editorial space and stuff like that. While well, this, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in your face, so to speak, in the face. <laughs> Not to mention, I one thing I also, I also noticed on OneUp.com. <laughs> talk about our crazy rants. Come on, Angry is, Man, what do you got? You ready? You ready yeah, for this I'm one? Ready. I noticed like last week they had all these ads for Spike TV. Yes. And like their their upcoming video game shows. Mm-hmm. And then I also noticed that in their game developer blog section on the front page, yes, they had a little, they had something devoted to Spike TV's uh, video game show. Now, how is that really different from a magazine, you know, uh, giving an editorial to a game because they bought a- advertising in the magazine? Isn't that pretty much the same thing? Well, they don't review the TV show. Okay, but this is, you know, even, even they were talking about like previews and editorials. Oh, will you stop being mad for no reason? 
um, I think that this is a very similar thing. They are basically, and even if even if they didn't actually pay for the advertising, if it was like some sort of barter thing, you know, whatever, it still has value. It still it still counts in my book. As long as they don't have some freaky podcast on their website hosted by like Cheapy Q and the Flombat, then I'm okay. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was my that was my one up rant. I had to get that off my I'm, chest. I'm glad you got that shit, out of the shit out of me. What are we up to? Well, next up we have uh, the Fifty Cent game sells a million copies in the in the grown department. I don't even know where to go with this. It's pretty yeah, awful. I mean, I think this just really uh, proves that you know the hardcore gamer or the you know the core gamer <laughs> really doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, you know this game got terrible reviews. Um, and uh, it didn't matter. It still sold a million copies anyway. Who's buying so, it? Everybody who doesn't read uh, game magazines, which is probably you know more people than than actually do. I, I can't. I, I'm in shock. I'm on. That honestly shocks me. I mean, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Ouch. Right. Do you, you feel dirty? Do you want to go take a I shower? I do. I do. I want to. I feel a little nasty now. Like I, the crying game. I actually had to take my shirt off after that. Oh God! Put it back. Put it back on. I can, <laughs> even over radio, it's terrible. Even over fake radio. <laughs> my eyes. Are you wearing a sweater, Wombat? No, I just took off my shirt. Oh God! <laughs> All right. So yeah, fifty cent in the house. All right. Next up, uh, some Xbox 360 Live Arcade plans revealed. This is exciting news. This is pretty cool. I read about this on uh, Game Gamma Sutra. And basically, uh, Major Nelson interviewed uh, Greg Canessa, who is in charge of the Xbox Live Arcade Group, on his podcast. And yes. uh, we got a few tips here. There's three new games coming out this month, January. Uh, and they are Marble Blast Ultra, which is a three, some sort of 3D action title. Like Marble uh, Madness? I don't know. I hope so. Me too. I love Marble Madness. I, mean, a good I love game. the music in Marble Madness. Can you hum it for so, me? No, it's too complicated. <laughs> you know, it's like very, it's very technoy. Mm-hmm. Um, a puzzle game called Jewel Quest, and a game called Crystal Quest. So we have two quest games. Uh, yeah, but they're both puzzle games. Yeah, I don't know Crystal Quest. Me neither. Someone I'm sure uh, out there does. So that's that's you know marginally exciting. I guess it's not gonna get too excited about those games. But uh, some more information about the Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting, which is coming out. Uh, it's scheduled to come out uh, in between late February uh, to March, and it's gonna have something called quarter match play, where you know you basically uh, you can wait in line virtually uh, to play the current champ of the game, much like the you know like the DOA for Winter Stays mode. Sounds so that's good. pretty cool. Hopefully it won't be laggy like the DOA. Right, right. Hopefully not. But Hopefully uh, yeah, not. I used to. I played the shit out of Street Fighter when I was, you know, back in the day. So maybe I can re- regain some past glory on Xbox Live. Yeah, that could happen if Xbox Live <laughs> players were all kids you went Scrappy. to high school with. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, also uh, they talk about how like Xbox. There's a lot of interest in Xbox Live Arcade from from even like the big publishers. You know, last week we talked about, uh, or maybe it was two weeks ago, we talked about how the Xbox Live is great for small publishers. But the big publishers, you know, want to line are saying that we want to do 20 titles, 
you know, so and we're going to make a whole division just to make Xbox Live Arcade titles. So uh, big things are afoot for Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, and also some big news uh, is that Texas Hold'em is coming out uh, and it's going to be free. Because it's right. going to be sponsored. Yeah, it's going to be sponsored by a casino. Well, then somehow they'll get money out of me. Well, how? Because it's fun. Forget it. Right. I just yeah, I tell no... I tell these for myself anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is probably going to be the first of maybe uh, a first of many to come of some or not many but a few to come of some free games sponsored by someone. Well, I can't wait for the White Castle game. White Castle and Pepto Bismol. <laughs> exactly. Sponsor. Awesome. Game. Sponsor. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be so. pretty cool. Well, one of the one of the more interesting parts about this little article was that uh, I learned uh, Jay Allard's gamer tag. Did you know his gamer tag? Uh, I do not. What is it? It's it's hero protagonist. Hero spelled H I R O, and that's all one word. Oh. Uh, and I, you can look at his, you know, achievements. He's got a gamer score of over ten thousand. How is that possible? He played the. He played a lot of games. He's got like I looked it up. He's got like a thousand points from like uh, King Kong and Madden. He's got like all the achievements in a lot of games. Amp three, Madden, uh, NBA two K six, King Kong, Need for Speed. He's got all the achievements. That's uh, exciting, I guess, for him. Yes. Oh my God, he's even got more achievements than me in Robotron. Well, that's everyone has. He got past Wave Ten. Very nice. Good for him. Yeah, he's well, good. Cool. I'm, maybe I'll try to add him for my friends list. But you I, should. I'll add him to mine. We're both ball guys. Yeah, so it's true. You guys can hang and talk about uh, Robotron. He's got a Ferrari, and I got a mountain bike, so we got that in common. There you go. You have a wife, and he has... I've seen a Ferrari. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, so that's it for that. You can uh, invite him all... to stay at your place. Dude, he's so... he's He doesn't need to stay at my place. He can stay at a hotel. Maybe he's frugal. <laughs> he's got a Ferrari. That's why he's frugal now. Right. Oh, God. Even if I had that much money, I'd never buy a Ferrari. I'd yes, never buy a fancy like that. No, I probably can't even fit in it. Anyway, <laughs> That's true. You're what, 90 feet tall? Like a, the best I could probably do is a Corvette. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, uh, moving, next moving up, on. Moving along. Uh, Bethesda has purchased the Star Trek license. Oh, that's, uh, I've that's about, good. I read about this on Shaq News. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is some, some big news. If you remember uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Activision, the previous uh, owner of the Star Trek license, actually sued Viacom, who uh, was the company that was making the movies and the TV show. Yeah. And they they sued them because the, the latest movies and TV shows were too crappy and they were devaluing the worth of the license. But now that it's on G4, I mean, the sky's the limit. <laughs> right. right. It's right after the man show. I mean, no, it's before the man show. And, and uh, after Fastlane. <laughs> exactly. Sandwiched so, between. Yeah, so they have two Star Trek games in development right now. Uh, one is called Legacy, uh, which is uh, an Xbox 360 uh, PC game, and the other is called Tactical Assault, which is a space combat game for the handhelds, the DS and the PSP. Very cool. Yeah. It'd be nice to have a good Star Trek game. There's never been one. 
Yeah, what was, there was one that was okay, Armada or something like that, oh. but even that wasn't that good. Yeah. Not too good. No. Actually, good. there was a really good one. There ah. was a really awesome one for the PC back in the day. Uh, it was like an adventure game, and it was called 25th the Search Anniversary. For Spock? No, not Search for Spock. Wrath of Khan? No. no, no. It was like Khan! the Star Trek 20th. <laughs> you Klingon bastards, you killed my son. <laughs> no, it was called, I think it was called Star Trek 25th Anniversary. It was like an adventure game. It was really good. Star Trek The Hunt for Whales? Yeah, that was good too. <laughs> very nice, very Thank nice. You. Want me to make some farting noises? I could do that. You, you already want. did that. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to the CAG news and video game deals section. Exciting. Exciting. Uh, earlier this week, I was on the Chatterbox video game radio show. Now that's actually a real radio show. It was on a real radio station. What station? Unlike our show. I don't know. It was an AM station in <laughs> Phoenix. <laughs> That's real nice of you. What, that I don't know the station? Yeah. Oh, they don't care. If you, really, you want me to really tell you what the station was? I yeah, mean, you might yeah. as well give them a plug. They were nice enough to have you on their show. Okay, fine. It was KFNX, which is 1100 AM on your Phoenix uh, dial. Well, that was the um, first and last time you were invited on their show. No. Well, it was, it was actually really fun to be on the show. Their, their show was on Sunday nights. Um, I think it's – I forgot what time it is. They were changing up the time, but you can go to uh, chatterboxgameshow.com to check out all their information. Uh, it was a pretty good experience to be on the show. Uh, we talked a little bit about, little bit about Japan. Uh, you can actually download the whole thing now. It's, you know, I'll include a link in the materials section. And you actually uh, called in. I did call in. It was fun. You called in to complain that I uh, didn't talk about the CADcast or you as much as I should. And you, uh, which, even if you talked about them the whole time, it still wouldn't have been enough. Yeah, you're very demanding. I am demanding. Uh, and also, we had sort of a phony phone call uh, as well, which is one of my jerky friends called in. Um, should I play it? Should you should play it. Let me give it a little setup first. No uh, setup. First we play. No, no. You need a setup first. Fine. You, you, won't get, you won't get the joke. Whatever you uh, say, Chuck Norris. <laughs> right. Uh, the host, Alan, had mentioned that he he was interested in meeting some Japanese women, and he asked if Mrs. Chibi uh, had a sister. Uh, and he also mentioned that they had someone in there. When I, <laughs> He also mentioned that uh, they had one of their users span their chat room by saying porn over and over again in their chat room. So that's the setup, and here's the phone call. <laughs> anyway, let's take Dan from New York, another uh, local New Yorker for you guys. Dan, you're on the air. Oh, no, this is Mrs. Chibi's sister friend. I want to date oh. Alon. Oh. oh. Yeah, next time I come to Phoenix, we go out on hot date. That's great. Uh, <laughs> would you Would you like to you. let me eat sushi? Eat what? Sushi? You're sick. Thank you very much for the call, Dan. I appreciate it. Uh don't really know who Dan is. I hooked you up already. Yeah, I knew we were in trouble as soon as they said Dan from New York. I was already groaning, I think. Um, but it was pretty funny. They yeah. didn't seem to mind. Yeah, you know, I, of course, stopped listening after you were on, but I'm sure the rest of the show was interesting also. <laughs> no, it was, uh, you know, props to the Chatterbox guys for having me on. Thank you. It was uh, it was great. Nice. Yep. All right. Uh, now we have, uh, let's talk about the Cheapy Awards. Yay, Cheapy Awards. Cheapy Awards, the uh, yeah, they're now in the third annual Cheapy Awards voting. The voting booths are now open. 
So uh, get your votes in. You can also win a $300 gift card to the store of your choice. Well, I can't. You can't, but someone else can. Oh, fine, then. All you have to do is vote in uh, at least seven of the 13 categories that we have and post in the contest thread, and you're entered to win. That's a lot of categories. Yeah, there's some. There's, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to doing to announcing the winners on on a cadcast. Yes, and maybe even get uh, you know some sound clips from the winners. Oh, like a little looks like acceptance speeches of sorts. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's see if per- we can put that together. That that's pretty really- exciting. And by we putting that together, it probably would be me. Well, I maybe <laughs> <laughs> figuratively, you know. The fi- oh yes, I'm royal. You know, you can't spell wombat without we. Maybe um, you can, actually. Yeah, there's no E in wombat. Right, good point. Yeah, I should know. Uh, it's tattooed thing, on my butt. One thing that I noticed while I was putting together the contest, uh, I was going to make it a $300 gift card to ebgames.com because uh, that's what I've been doing previously. Basically, whoever won the the uh, best online retailer from the year before, mm. that's how I chose the prize. But interestingly enough, I went to ebgames.com and... There was something missing from the website. What was missing? That, that was just there not even a month ago. What, what, and that what? was the ability to buy a gift card. Oh, so I got re- yeah. yeah, so I got really worried. I'm like, oh, no, does this, does this mean the end of ebgames.com? Is this foretelling uh, something ominous? And uh, so I, I, I dug up the old link and just to see what it said, if it still went through or whatever. And? And it did. It did mention that they were upgrading their website and it would be available later in the year. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, to see, it could be a good thing. Maybe we'll be actually be able to use our EB Game gift cards on the website. You, you can. You can? Oh, which one can't you? Isn't there one? You, is it uh, GameStop you can't? I don't know. I think maybe GameStop. I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I. I actually, I'm pretty optimistic that ebgames.com. Oh no, I know what it around. is. You can't use your edge card if you trade in games. You can't use your trading trade-in credit on the website. There you go. That would be the nice. That's what I'm thinking of. That would be a good little upgrade. Unless you get it put on your edge card, then I think you can. No, you can't. Can't you do that? No, you can't. All right. What do no. I know? I'm in, I'm in freaking Japan over here. Unless I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong anyway. Wouldn't yeah, be I the, think you are. Wouldn't be the first time. Okay, so that's the GP Awards. Get your votes in. The polls close, uh, what did I say, February 3rd. Nice arbitrary date. Well, it was 10 days from after I <laughs> put it on. So I set the, close, the polls to close automatically after 10 days, so it wasn't arbitrary. Sure, okay. It was well-planned like everything I do. Yes, that's why your end-of-the-year awards are in the beginning of February. <laughs> well, you know, you have to wait to see what happens in December. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I got distracted by some other things, <laughs> like, like shiny objects and birds, <laughs> and birds, yeah, and snacks. <laughs> okay, next up, uh, let's just hit up the deals. All right. Uh, we all remember, of course, the big uh, Toys R Us Amazon ten dollar game sale. Yes. Well, a bunch of those games have come back into stock. Nice. Yeah, so we got uh, some of the highlights: Metal Gear Solid Three, ten bucks. Good. With bonus DVD, uh, one of your favorites, Midway Arcade Treasures Two. That's a good game. Yes, it's very. It's got all the Mortal Kombat's on there. It's pretty sweet. The old Mortal Kombat's Beautiful Joe Two, for PS Two is on there. Nice. Uh, Neo Contra, you know. 
lot like of good I, stuff. I like you like typed down new contra. Well, I spelled it wrong. Okay. I thought you were translating for me. No, I figured you knew that Neo was the new Contra. Yeah. Anyway, some good stuff there. No Resident Evil 4, unfortunately, but what can you do? Yeah. All right, now uh, we got some weekly ad, Sunday ad previews uh, presented by the successful Dropout. Um, and Pepsi. No, not Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we by should, nobody. We should be so lucky. I know. <laughs> you sound um, so defeated in that. <laughs> I know. I'd love to get, get a real show and yeah. stop, having, stop having to dick around with Skype. Yes. I mentioned that before, didn't I? Yes, you did. Okay. So, highlights. We got from Best Buy, uh, Gun and True Crime New York City are down to 20 bucks over there for PS2 and Xbox. Are you? I mean, you should pick up True Crime New York City, I think, for 20 bucks and let us know how it is. Yeah, I'll think about it. Because you live in New York City. I'll think about it. Yeah. I mean, I bet you it's worth 20 bucks. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could. Is it backwards compatible? Probably not. Doubt it. Nothing yeah. is. So, you know, what the hell? Well, all the next games are. You don't even have a regular Xbox. I anymore, don't. Do I gave you? mine to the poor. <laughs> right. I Were did. No, I gave it away to someone less fortunate than myself. Oh, that, that was nice of you. I know. With all yeah, my right. non-backwards compatible games. <laughs> right. I did. I'm like, I'm 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 good, but I'm not a saint. <laughs> right. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Also at Best Buy, they're having a sale. Buy two get get the third free on some twenty dollars Xbox games. Uh, Conquer, Jade Empire, Fable, Lost Chapters, Forza, Mechasol Two, and a few others. Yeah, those are good uh, games. Those are the highlights. Yeah. So not not a not a bad deal from Best and, Buy. And those games are backwards compatible. I could pick up Conquer and Forza and Mechasol Two and still be able to play them. Yeah. Look at you. Look at that. I like that you've memorized the backwards compatibility list too. Yeah, I'm kind of um, uh, what's, I'm a savant like the guy in Rain dork? Man. The word <laughs> you think you're looking for is dork. Yeah, I think it's a nerd. Yes, nerd. <laughs> geek uh target has a couple good deals this week yes uh for 25 dollars and 77 cents you can pick up uh, animal crossing for the ds and uh the true swing golf for the ds oh there you go that's like 10 bucks off right there yeah Yeah, not bad no what time is it time for the gag bag gag bag this is where we answer your questions we have a lot of questions this week so we do have uh, a lot of questions get right to it I'm like going through them all. What's that about? Okay. You're starting right. or am I starting? I'll, I'll start it off. Okay. Renegade Zero asks, do you think any current third-party game companies will come out with their own next-gen console in the next 10 years? If so, which ones? Do you think Sony will ever have another? I think he means to say Sega. Do you think Sega will ever have another system? Uh, I think that it would be a big surprise if there's a th- another third party that comes out with a with a home console uh, just because even like the portables that that uh, these companies have released are failing left and right uh, Gizmondo anyone <laughs> engage anyone uh, it's gonna be tough I think just to compete with uh, with the big three so I'm gonna say no I don't think we're going to see another uh, third-party system, I, especially I don't think not it's, from Sega. Yeah, I don't think it's profitable. It's just too hard. Yeah. yeah you, it's just too much going on there. I don't right? think there's a company you out got, there large to, enough to make it profitable. Yeah, and you're yeah. you're basically you're going to have to be uh, prepared to lose a lot of money up front. And, and you know, it's just not going to happen. 
I mean, the only company I can think of maybe like Disney. But even that. Yeah. yeah, but it would be like some lame. It would be like of... Leapfrog. Yeah, exactly. So. Which you have, right? That's your I second do. favorite I, system. I, lo- I, I love the Leapfrog. Please, yeah. if it wasn't for Leapfrog, I wouldn't know how to spell. It's too challenging, I heard yeah. for you. It is. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Uh, Renegade Zero Cat has, has a K, point. and then I throw it at the wall. Right. <laughs> More frustrating than uh, Ninja Gaiden. Exactly. Uh, Renegade Zero had another question. I think he's making fun of us. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But he says, what is the proper pronunciation of Mario? <laughs> is it as you two pronounce? Oh, Mario? <laughs> or is it Mario? I say Mario. I say Mario. I don't know. Look, we're from New York. What do you want from us? We say Mario like Mario's from the Bronx or Brooklyn. Mario. Yeah, I guess. Mario from Brooklyn. But I, I think I say Mario. Mario. I don't know. Whatever. Or Mario. Mario. It's, Ma- it's Mario like Mario Lopez from TV yeah. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very nice. Nicely done. Thank you. Next up, we have a question from McGillicuddy. And uh, he has a question about the PSP. Judging from the uh, <clears throat> original advertising, uh, read models and bikinis campaign, Sony Japan seems to be tapped out of ideas promoting the PSP. Do you, Chibi D, see any possibility of the PSP matching the DS popularity in Japan, be it through any future killer app titles, collector's editions, hardware redesigns, etc.? Why is it so popular to begin with? It seems like everyone and their mother literally has a DS, according to the articles I've read. Um, he's right. I mean, I, I looked this up in the in Japan last year. The DS sold four million, and the PSP sold uh, twenty two million. I mean, two point two million. <laughs> That's a lot of millions. Yeah. That's a lot of millions. So almost outselling it uh, two to one. Uh, so yeah, and it, basically, if you look at the software sales, you know, it's all almost out of the top ten games. You got one, two, three, four, five, six of them are for the DS, and only one for the PSP. So it's obviously, a, I think it's clearly a software issue at this point. Well, maybe not totally, 100%, but that's a big part of it. All right. You know, they, have the, they have these games like the Brain Training, which are really popular, and Nintendogs, uh, and, you know, Tamagotchi. So that's what the Japan market wants. And that's what and, uh, the DS is giving them. He also asks, Wombat, do you see any hope for the PSP here in the U.S.? Any DS bias aside? Hey, just because I love the DS doesn't mean I'm biased towards it. <laughs> right. Um, the problem with the PSP, and you know, this is just one man's opinion, is that every game on it seems to be designed to be played with two analog sticks and four shoulder buttons. No, I don't Maybe know because the, they're all they all originated on the <laughs> PS2, perhaps. And I don't know if they've ever seen a PSP. These people making the games, but it only has two shoulder buttons and one sort of analog <laughs> nub. Now, mm. if they were to look at the machine and develop games that play well on that machine, the PSP has the potential to be one of the best consoles ever created. That just doesn't seem to be happening. They're creating games that have long load times that completely defeat the functionality of a portable system and controls that don't correspond with the controls that you're given. So until something changes in that sense, you will never have a useful device for the PSP other than playing movies. 
There you go. And I think another reason why uh, the DS is more popular in Japan is is the size of it and the fact that the screen is protected while it's in your bag. You don't need a case for it. You know, the P the PSP, if you want to protect the screen, you need a case and that it makes it even bigger than it already is. Certainly not fitting in a Japanese person's pocket. You know, even with the baggy pant, baggy hip hop pants that the kids like to wear. I like well, to wear them those, too. Maybe those pants they'll fit, but I like to pick. All right, moving right them. along. Why don't you uh, read this one? Sure. This is from Rad Jago. Do you think buying used and heavily discounted games hurts the industry, specifically retailers and developers? Well, it sure as hell doesn't hurt the retailers. They love for you to buy used games. Yeah, they make a There's much much bigger profit, margins yeah. on those. You know, they're buying those games for like 40 bucks and selling them for 50 for the new games. And the used games, they're buying them from you for 20 bucks and selling them for, you know, 44.95 or whatever. So, yeah, it's definitely not hurting the retailers. Uh, the publishers will argue that it does hurt them and the industry. And, you know, maybe it does. I'm sure, you know, they're not, they don't see any revenue from it. So I'm sure they would like to get some <laughs> extra money if they could. Um, but maybe they should focus on making more games that are really worth $50 from the get-go. And then not have to worry about gamers trading them in when they realize that they hadn't, didn't get their money's worth. What do you think about that? It sounds good to me. Yeah, burn. Yeah, you sure showed them. Okay, uh, Neon Gloa has a question. Three-part question. What is the oddest, weirdest gaming accessory you own? What is the most expensive accessory? And what is the most useless accessory you own? Uh, I can. I'm going to start with this. Uh, the oddest, weirdest would definitely be the Res uh, Trans Vibrator. You have that? I do have that. I ordered it from eBay uh, when I was in the U.S. Ha, it was pretty ever, cheap, actually. Have you ever used it? Um, I <laughs> no comment. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's also my answer to the most useless accessory that I own. It it depends on who you ask in that apartment. Yeah, Mrs. Chibi wasn't a big fan. I tried to get her into it. She, she, you know, she was like, "No." Nah. Oh, that's great. That's great. It was stuff. too strong. It was too strong. She said. Interesting. She's used uh, to you. <laughs> Stop, you bastard. <laughs> uh, what is the most expensive accessory I own? Uh, I think it's probably the Logitech. Uh, Harmony 360 remote. Oh, it would have to be that for you. I can't think yeah. of anything else that costs more than that. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's not useless. So there you go. What about you? Um, I would have to say. I mean, I don't get much weirder than the eye toy. I mean, that's about as weird as go. I get. I do have mm -hmm. an eye toy. I wouldn't. I mean, it it may be the most useless. I don't know if it's the most useless. I mean, I like it, but I don't use it often. So does that make it the most useless? Perhaps. Yeah, I guess so. And most expensive? I don't have really that many expensive things. That's a gold uh, Xbox controller you bought. Yeah, my solid gold Xbox controller with the diamond yeah, sides. Yeah. Um, whatever. Whatever. Okay, pervert. move on. Uh, Danger, Danger Dave asks, why do you think PC gaming is only a niche market now? What niche? do you think it'll take to bring PC gaming back to the masses? Um, apparently, actually, according to the latest report from Forrester Research, with the exception of gamers in the UK, France, and Spain, more consumers still play games on a home PC than a game console. Oh. So apparently it's, uh, yeah, it's big. Who knew? 
And I think it, to get more PC gamers, bring PC gaming back to the masses, you got to make uh, video cards not cost $400. And easier to install. Yeah, it's too scary for me. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's scary for a lot of people. They're expensive. You have to put them in yourself. And the average person, the average 50-cent bulletproof buyer doesn't know how to do that. Right, and has no interest. It's, it's, you know, they'd much rather go buy an Xbox for 150 bucks or an Xbox 360 for 400 rather than a video card for 400 Exactly, and that's what it would right? take. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> okay. Lovely. Thanks. Sorry. Excuse me. Uh, we have next question from, oh, God, EC Maza. I guess, or Ekmaza. Uh, uh, he says, GPD, in the Sweet 16 edition, you mentioned that there should be some form of law restricting the sale of games to minors. My question then is this. Have you kept up to date with the debate about laws limiting games and how that implicates the rights of free speech? Do you know what all the legal right to free speech contains and how it has been viewed by our courts? Blah, 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 blah. No, obviously I don't know any of these things. Um, I'm just a, just a, I'm just a dummy that likes to play video games. I leave that stuff to my wife. Uh, but I never said that there should be anything uh, restricting or censoring video games. Basically, what I said was, you know, the stores are not doing a good job of, you know, IDing minors who are buying M-rated games, and it's just going to lead to trouble. So I think that uh, there should be. Either the stores do a better job of enforcing the game, enforcing the rating system, or uh, the government is going to step in one way or another. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, sure. I don't know. You, you, well, yes. You, well, you have an idea. I don't I know if it idea. needs to be a law. I just think it, they really need to get stricter with it. But that's yeah. you know. But I. I think the the law could be something like you know just fining the stores, and that'll get them to be more strict. I don't. But think is it the, is it the stores? problem if an employee sells it i yeah. guess yeah i guess absolutely okay okay we can debate we can debate that one for like an hour probably. yeah That'd and and really stress. i think everyone's bored of us by now anyway right let's do one more question it sounds let's good get the hell out of here rallin says how do you guys avoid buying a game on release week we all know a game will drop in price but sometimes the temptation is irresistible what are some things that a cagger can tell themselves to be faithful to the cag code of cheap ass honor uh, I don't think that there's anything wrong with buying a game on release week. I think uh, if you're sure it's a quality title and it's worth your, you know, worth the full price, it's good for the industry. Go for it. Uh, or if it's like, you know, a title that you think may need your support, you know, definitely go for it. I I've done it before. Um, you know, if it's if you know it's a sure thing, you know, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What about you? Well, I know you you pay full price once in a while. No. I I do if there's something I've really been looking forward to, or if I have the trading credit and I just feel like I haven't played something new in a long time. I I mean I'm weak. Is really what it comes down to. Right. Yeah, I, me too. I, I am very weak when it comes to that. I would say certain things that I do because this does I do things like this occasionally where I just feel the need to get something new. Right. Uh, like to I fill that, that empty hole in your life. Yeah, the void the void that I call my life and <laughs> life life with an oh. L, not a W. Don't get me in more trouble than I usually am. No, uh, I said you. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Yes. I, uh, I I would say, you know, go and look at a greatest hits game that you didn't think you would, you may have been interested in before and spend yeah. 20 instead of 50. Look for or, something ch cheap and used or a good a good deal on the website, like something for how 10 How about bucks. this? Yes. Get a subscription to Gamefly or another rental service. That way you can get the game on release week. And uh, you, you won't feel bad. 
All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up for uh, CADCast number 17. Any closing closing thoughts, Wombat? I will be on vacation next week and the week nice. after. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm going. You, I'm man. leaving for Florida on Wednesday. Nice. I'm going to Disney World. Maybe we'll get another show in before I go. Okay. When are you coming back? I'll be back. Uh, be back a week from Wednesday. So Wednesday okay. to Wednesday, I'll be out of town. All right, man. Well, now we know to uh, any burglars out there, head over to Wombat's apartment, pick up an Xbox 360 and a bunch of games. Yeah, I picked up the the Castlevania Dual Pack just to play on the trip. Very, oh, very nice. Yeah, nice. that's what nerds All right, do. guys. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you uh, soon. I hope so. Yep. Bye.